You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So good. Yeah, welcome to church today. Hallelujah. It's always good to be together. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, yes. So we are glad to be here today. How many people are glad to be here? Yes. God is good. And you know what? God is also glad for you to be here. Amen. Because he always looks forward to fellowship with us. He looks forward to meeting with us. You know, he made us in his image after his likeness so that we can relate with him. We can relate with him. He made us for relationship. Amen. So we're so grateful that God never stops loving us and is always, always ready to embrace us no matter what. Isn't that wonderful? I love that kind of God. Amen. So we've been talking about um, we've been talking about repentance and different aspects of repentance. Last week we were looking at uh, repentance, what kingdom alignment. All right. So how repentance will help you to align to the kingdom of God. Okay. So today we're going to talk about repentance again. But this time around, we're talking about repentance, relational alignment. Somebody say relational alignment. Yes. So re repentance is vital because it helps in relational alignment. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Let your word come with clarity, with simplicity, with power, with revelation. Let it be transformation. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I thank you. I ask that you anoint these lips of clay and speak through these lips. Lord God, think through my mind. In the name of Jesus, let there be spirit-to-spirit -spirit communication. And Lord God, let there be alignment where there has been misalignment in the name of Jesus. Let there be visitations, Lord God. Let there be divine visitations in our relationships in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We glorify you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So God is a relational being, okay? That's why each time you hear, you, you read about God, although God is one, we know that there is a trinity, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And uh, when God wanted to make man, he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Who was he talking to? Was he talking to the angels? No, he wasn't talking to the angels. Because the Bible doesn't tell us that the angels were made in his image after his likeness. It doesn't really tell us that. So when he says, let us make man in our image after, uh, 
uh, after our likeness, uh, in, in our image, after our likeness, he was referring to, uh, to God the Father was speaking to God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. So let us make man in our image after our likeness. So in other words, just like the Godhead um, relate with one another, they decided to make us relational beings as well. So we can relate just like they relate. Amen? So that we can relate just like they relate. We can relate with them and we can relate with one another. Okay? So that's what God set out to do. And I know there are other things that God had in mind, but relationship is vital. It's vital in our walk with God. Okay? So, um, uh, everybody, there's nobody that, there's nobody that can fulfill their destiny without relationships. It's not possible. You cannot do it. Why? You were not created to do that. <laughs> so you can't do it. All right? And I know some people believe they are self-made. But the truth of the matter is that they're lying. Because when you go look at their story, you'll find out that there were many people that were part of their story. Okay? There were many people that contributed. Nobody, there's nobody that is self-made. It's one of the lies of this generation. And we must not embrace such lies. Glory to God. Yeah. So, and I, and, and I know, I mean, we, we talk about Ubuntu. You know, I am because what? Because you are. So it's not, it's, 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 it's not self-made. You are. Because we are. You are because I am. I am because you are. So there is a relationship. Always. When God works, He works through relationships. God uses relationships more than you imagine. More than you imagine. And so, and that's why Adam, when God made Adam, put him in the garden, he said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Amen. Why? Because God is not alone. <laughs> There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's not alone. Why should man be alone? It is not a good thing for man to be alone. He says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now, I know many times we look at that in the context of marriage, and that's good, but, you know, it's not just limited to that. It's not just limited to that. You, 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 you need people in your life. We need each other. Why? Because God is so, so massive. God is so great that He cannot put all of Him in you. You cannot contain all of Him. So guess what? He distributed some of him in each and every one of us. So when we come together, we everyone brings and contributes the part of God that he was sent to the earth with. Amen. And that's what enriches our lives. 
That's what makes us better. Okay? That's what makes us better. And I know you, 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 you believe and you know that you are great and you, you know, you're just marvelous and you are just, I mean, you are just self-sufficient and independent and, 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 you know, all the adjectives that qualify you or describe you. But I'm telling you this, don't make that mistake to think that you don't need people. You do. Even the ungodly ones. Do you get my point? Even the ungodly ones have something to add to your life. Jesus needed Judas to fulfill destiny. So even the people that betray you are a part of the making of who you are supposed to be. All right, so just, just have the right heart in your, uh, as you deal with people. Even the people that make, you know, that misjudge you, people that uh, say the wrong things about you, believe the lies about you, and all of that, they are all part of your story. Amen. Hallelujah. I am so grateful for some people who treated me badly. They made me a better person. There are some people that taught me forgiveness in a hard way. And I'm grateful to God for them. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when God put man in the garden, man decided to go against God. He committed high treason. God said to him, don't eat from the tree in the midst of the garden. The day you eat from that tree, you will die. And guess what? They ate it. Eve ate it. And you realize that when Eve ate it, their eyes didn't open. Or her eyes didn't open until Adam ate it. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. Yeah, Genesis chapter 3. I only, I'm going to read uh, from verse 6. It says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Amazing. What unity. Great love among them. <laughs> Amen. And that's why a lot of times when, when you know, when, when a, a husband or a wife believe the wrong thing. Huh? it becomes easy for the other party to embrace the same belief. And then it causes them to take certain steps. They make certain decisions. And the family goes in a certain direction. Why? Because it might just have been one of them that was deceived. 
Okay? But the deception spreads. Okay? And somehow, due to the power of one, Yeah, the power of one, the power of unity and all of that, the deceived party is able to convince even the one that is not deceived among them. For the purpose of peace to eat of what God said you shouldn't eat. And then after the two have eaten, boom, revelation. Eyes open. So the point I want to make is this, that sin impacted human relationships in ways we never imagined. In ways we never imagined. So as they ate from that tree, okay, as they ate from that tree, the Bible says that their eyes were open, okay? Their eyes were open. It says... Verse 7, it says, Then the eyes of both of them were open. Now, Eve ate it first. Their eyes didn't open. Until Adam ate it as well, then boom, their eyes opened. The eyes of both of them were open. I wish Adam had not eaten it. I wish Adam had not eaten the fruit. I wish Adam had said, I will not eat it, even though you've eaten it. I'm very sure the story would have been different. Would have been different. But God was standing there and watching. As she says to Adam, Honey, please, do you love me? If you love me, you will eat it as well. And of course, Adam loved his wife. And he ate it. And after he ate it, the eyes of them both were open. And then the Bible says they knew that they were naked. Hallelujah. That's the point I want to make. They knew that they were naked. The eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. Immediately they could see. You know, each other's nakedness. And they, 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 they I mean, it, they've always been naked. Do you get my point? But it's just that it wasn't the kind of nakedness that sin revealed to them. The kind of nakedness they had, they were covered with the glory of God. They were covered with the glory of God. All right? So, um, but when they ate, the glory departed and boom. Oh my God, Eve, why are you looking like that? <laughs> and Adam says, uh, I mean, and Eve says, you too, why do you look like that? Immediately, you know what? The relationship has been affected. How they perceive one another has been distorted. That's the beginning of misalignment in relationships. That's where it started. And so I can do something and you look at me, but with the sinful, um, with, 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 with revelation, you see 
You see me in a way you're not supposed to see me. And so because of that, you treat me the way you're not supposed to treat me. You get my point? So sin is terrible. Sin damages our perception. It damages how we perceive one another. It damages how we see one another. So not only did it damage their relationship with God, it damaged their relationship with one another. Hallelujah. Because if you look at chapter, 25, uh, chapter, chapter 2, verse 25, it says that they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. They were naked. They've always been naked. But when sin came, sin opened something else. It opened something else and they began to see themselves how they were not, God did not ordain for them to see themselves that way. And that's how our relationships have been affected. Yeah. That's why you found that even in our, day, in, in, our, in our relationships today, when you start speaking against somebody in a particular way, you notice that you start, it starts affecting how you see that person. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're talking about you. They are gossiping about you. They're lying about you. And you just walk, you walk in. And sometimes, depending on your, 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 your ability to perceive, sometimes you can even pick it. You just know. Why? Sin is at work. So sin is bringing certain revelation that it's not supposed to bring. So the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's why it's called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. How can, how can one tree produce good and evil? Have you, I mean, in nature, have you seen that? Is, that? is that not a contradiction? An apple tree will produce an apple tree. An apple fruit. Glory to God. Ah, mandala basude. So, um, sin has affected our relationships in many ways. In many ways. It affects how we see. Okay? And guess what? You are so convinced of what you see that you are right. Am I correct? Yeah, you're, you're 100% convinced. This is what, but this is what I can see. But your sight or your perception or your vision has been affected by sin. So you can't be 100% accurate about that. Why? Sin. Sin. Sin has introduced biases to our lives. So, when you have a particular bias, guess what? It affects how you perceive the person. 
affects how you perceive the person. They say, oh, this person is Zulu. You already, you have already, you know, decided that this is how this person is. How many people know what I'm talking about? But being Zulu has nothing to do with your perception. But it's a bias that has been fed to you by sin. And so it affects your discernment. Oh, this person is, uh, this person is paidy. Ah, paidies. Huh. Hmm. This is how they are. You know what? That's a bias that was introduced by sin. God didn't make you to see that seed like that. But it's sin that gave you that revelation. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Can you see how relationships begin to have issues? How relationships begin to get out of alignment? Even before anything has happened. Before anything has happened, you're already, you've, you've, you've already seen this person like that. Oh, this person is Africana. Oh my God, Africanas. This is how they are. This is how they are. Where, where did you get that from? From the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You ate from it. People are still eating from that tree today. It's just that the tree is invisible now. They're still eating from it. So we're eating from that tree, and it's affecting how we judge people. It's affecting how we perceive people. It's affecting how we relate to people. Misalignment. Misalignment of relationships. Turn to someone and say, sin is terrible. Sin is terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Sin is terrible. You don't want to mess with it. Why? Because it is, it is going to affect you in ways you don't even imagine. Sin will make you to perceive your parents in a way that you shouldn't. Sin will make you to see your spouse in a way you shouldn't. Sin will make you to see your, 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 your siblings the way you shouldn't. Are you getting my point? Yeah. You will see your children the way you shouldn't because of sin. Sin is terrible. It's terrible. So that... That fruit that Eve ate and gave to Adam. Oh my, the damage it caused. I just thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Because it is sin that causes children to go to rebel against their parents. It is sin. And do you know that every child that is being rebellious against the parents is 100% convinced that they are right? 
Yeah, they're convinced. Everybody is right in his own eyes. Is that not what the Bible says? Yeah. Everybody is right in his own eyes. And that's what sin gave you. <laughs> Amazing. Huh? May God deliver us. Deliver us from sin. From the effects of sin. I don't know about you. I don't want any revelation from sin. I don't want revelation from sin. Now, their eyes were open and they saw that they were naked. Is it, was it a lie that they were naked? No, it wasn't a lie. So the point is this. It's not whether that thing is true or not. But where is the revelation coming from? Who is speaking to you? Who are you listening to? That's why God asked Adam, Who told you? Who told you you are naked? Who? I, I did not tell you that. Who told you? The revelation you have about your brother. The revelation you have about your sister. Who told you? Who is talking to you? Huh? You're prophetic. Who is giving you that prophetic insight? Who is giving it to you? Who is giving you that vision? Oh, this guy, it was just spot on, spot on. Yeah, it was spot on in the garden. It was spot on. Come on. It was spot on in the garden. But who told you? God says, who told you? Who is speaking to you? And God says, did you eat? Have you eaten? Now, did God know that he ate? But God wanted him to understand something. Did you eat from the tree? That I ask you not to eat. Did you eat from there? Oh my God. Now you get to, point, to a point where you. <clears throat> a spiritual man. A spiritual man does not. Uh, is not. A spiritual man is not supposed to be so superficial. That you're just carried away by the information or the revelation you get. The Bible says the spiritual man judges all things. Amen. Yet he himself is judged by no man. Amen. So when you receive that, you need to judge it. If I am to act on every revelation I had, do you know what? My life would be in a mess today. It would be in a mess today. Why? Because there are some revelations I got and I knew this is not God. I know where this is coming from. And guess what? I deal with that. So, some misalignments in our relationship, in fact, all misalignments in our relationships are a result of sin. They're a product of the tree of knowledge of good and evil that we have eaten from. 
And those of you that love, love to, you know, love to listen to everybody, be careful. Be careful. Look, you enjoy listening to gossip, be careful. Because you'll be eating from that tree. You'll be eating from that tree and it will start affecting you. It will affect you in ways you never imagined. Am I communicating? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it affects, it starts affecting, it starts affecting you in many ways. Okay? First of all, it begins to feed you with some biases that now will cloud your judgment. It also feeds you. It can, it can, it can feed you your emotions. It can feed your emotions and begin to power your emotions in a way God did not, did not ordain for it to be empowered. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 I've shared the story of this man that, that, um, that divorced his wife because, because of a dream he had, which was actually eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I tried to intervene to try and try to help him, and the guy would not listen. And guess what? He, he went ahead, did what he wanted to do, and started avoiding me until he eventually died prematurely. I, I pleaded with him. I said, please don't run away from me. I'm here to help you. Please don't. Don't. Why? Because I could see that he has eaten from that tree. I spoke to the wife. And she's a, 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 you know, a, a lover of God, a woman that fears God. And all of us said, did you do this? He said, Pastor, how can I do such a thing? I fear God. I, I'm not like that. But guess what? He ate from the tree. He ate from the tree. And he was 100% convinced. And guess what? He became emotional about it. To the point that he went to beat his, 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 his best friend. Because he had a dream that his wife and his best friend were sleeping together. And I spoke to the best friend, and, and the best friend is also like, Pastor, <laughs> how can I do such a thing? Since I got born again, I've never. But the guy won't listen. You see? So those of you, in fact, if you are prophetic, you need to be even more careful. Do you get my point? The more prophetic you are, the more prone you are to eating from the wrong tree. So you better, you better ensure that you, you are in alignment. In alignment. Because lack of alignment in your heart will, all, will position you 
to eat from the tree, the wrong tree. But when you're properly aligned, that's why I'm saying that repentance is vital. Why? Because repentance helps you to align with God. And when you are in alignment, when you are in proper alignment with God, it becomes easy for you to be able to spot the enemy. becomes easy for you to spot the enemy and you can see, oh my God, he's coming this way. I'm amazed at how, how relentless the enemy is. How relentless. Many times, many times he'll come, he will come this way. And, you know, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. A lot of times the Holy Spirit will show me, you know. And there are certain kinds of dreams I have. If I have that dream today, I know tomorrow I'll have certain experiences. I'll have certain encounters with certain kind of people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So if, if, if you would continue to work on your alignment with God and eating from the tree of life, instead of just looking for anything that people have to say, good or evil, about people, everything just finds finds you know, a place in your heart, if you are like that, you are setting yourself up for trouble. It's so quiet here. Huh? Is it too close to home? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the ways you know that God loves you. Amen. Yeah, when His Word begins to come like that, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Those that He loves, He chastises. Is that not so? Sometimes the Lord would even rebuke you, and then He would correct you. But if the Lord leaves you and doesn't correct you, you know, when a parent says, oh, is that what you want? All right, just continue. If they leave you to yourself, you're in trouble. So some, some, some young people think that when they are left to themselves, that is freedom. But they don't realize that when you are left like that, you are exposed. You are more exposed to the enemy. So when God leaves you like that to yourself, just go and cry. Go and cry. That's why David, you know, cried in Psalm 51. You know, when he got out of alignment with God. He cried to God. You can take the throne. You can take everything, but don't take your spirit from me. That conviction of the Holy Spirit. Don't take it away from me. I don't want to lose it. I don't care if, I, if you take the kingdom from me. Just leave me with the Holy Spirit. I just want this relationship. I want to be aligned with the Holy Spirit. And it says, create in me a clean heart. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Please, please. Lord, I know what you did to Adam. How you chased him out of the garden. Don't chase me out of your presence. 
say, please forgive me. I've sinned. Against you alone have I sinned. This wickedness that I've done. Forgive me, Lord. And you know, to tell you it was true repentance, David never did it again. For the rest of his life. It wasn't just, I'm sorry. And then next, 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 next month or next year, go and do the same thing. It wasn't like that. He, I'm, he repented. And he aligned himself. He was in total alignment until his death. Hallelujah. Yeah, he made mistake of numbering the, 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 the army and all of that. But God sorted him out as well. But I'm telling you, he never took another man's wife. He never killed anybody for his wife. He to cover up. He, he never did that again. Alignment. Repentance aligns you. So I want you to see the danger of the people that teach. That you don't need repentance after you are born again. It's a fallacy. It's a doctrine of demons. And I don't care how popular the person is that makes such statements. They're not helping you. Amen? My God. Time is going and I've not even... Oh, Lord, Lord. So, sin is dangerous. Okay? It's, it's dangerous because it affects our relationships. It affects how we feel about people. Your feelings can't be trusted. Did you hear me? Ask your neighbor, did you hear? Did you hear? T tell them, your feelings can deceive you. Yeah, because it's been affected by sin. So it can deceive you. Oh, don't come out there. I just know, I feel it. I just know I'm right. You are wrong. You're wrong. You are deceived. Your feelings can deceive you. Easily, for that matter. Without struggle. Yeah. And that's why we need relational alignment. So that's why even in our relationships, and, and I'm telling you, all of us, this, this applies to every single one of us, myself included, maybe even more with me. So our relationships... God is looking, and I'm, I want to say this, that people are access points, okay? People are access points to certain things, like for, Adam, for Satan to get Adam, Eve was an access point. So he was able to enter through her weakness, right? And then 
she got convinced. She got deceived and all of that. And she was able to convince him to eat. All right? But I want you to know that people are access points because it was also through, uh, through a woman, through Mary, that Jesus came. Okay? Do you know that God could have just dropped Jesus straight from heaven? Boom. And then just, just start, you know, just operating and, you know, healing and all of that. And then just do some marvelous things. God could, do you know God has the power to do that? God could have done that. But why did he have to go through the woman again? He's trying to redeem that access point that was tainted by sin. Are you getting my point? So he says, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. The same way you came in to mankind is the same way I will come in. So I can block that place now. Hallelujah. So that's why as a, as, as, as a woman now, if you can align with God, that God that, then the enemy can be blocked through you. And people can be saved through you instead of being brought down through you. Hallelujah. There's redemption in Jesus. And so people are access points. There are certain people that, you know, God has put certain things into their lives. And they are your access to those things. You can't experience those things. Without interacting with them, without relating with them the way God ordained for you to. Not the way you choose to, the way God ordained for you to. So, if somebody is supposed to be the one that will unlock the next level in your life, huh? and that's why it's foolish for you to just look at somebody and just by your bias now make certain conclusions about the person. The bias that has been tainted by sin, by the tree of knowledge of good and evil that you ate from your parents or your grandparents or your, you know, your village head or whatever. You've eaten that from that tree and now everywhere you go, uh, you see a closer woman, you say, ah, I was warned. Yeah, I was warned. Do you know why? You have eaten from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And meanwhile, that woman is supposed to be the one. Huh? That's the one that will unlock your destiny. Your access to your destiny, God might have put in that woman. But your bias has robbed you. And you'll be going around circles. You'll be praying and fasting. Kata posi, kata, kata. And God will say, oh, keep praying. Yeah. Keep praying. Until you get to a point of alignment and get it, re rid of that junk that you have embraced in the form of, in, in, you know, it, it comes as wisdom. 
wise sayings of the elders. Come on. Now, I'm not saying elders don't have, are not in a, in, a, in a good place to feed you with wisdom. I'm, but I'm just saying, be careful. Because if it's from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it's not good for you. Even if it is called good. So we need alignment. So what do we do? How do we do that? We need to start, we need to begin to ask God to show us where we have eaten from the tree. What are the things you hold on to that are a product of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? May God reveal them to you. Hallelujah. Sometimes it could be your friends that feed you from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the day, from the day you eat from it, you can't follow instructions anymore. You find it hard to obey God after that. Because you've eaten from the tree. May God show you where you have eaten. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Kedabados to sukabade. Lembra de ketos. Kodabada. Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes, O oh, Father, to where we have eaten from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Those things that have, O oh, Father, affected our emotions in ways, O oh, Lord God, that we are not supposed to operate. Those things, O oh, Father, that have uh, uh, caused certain biases. Lord God, those supportive beliefs. Lord God, those points of view. O oh, Lord, that we have carried over the years that have been fed by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Lord, begin to show us. Show us, O oh God. Show us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. There's some of you that you've eaten from a tree and it is about men. You've been, you've, you, the, the tree has taught you certain things about men that is not necessarily what God is saying. And some of you, what you ate, the tree you ate, is teaching you, has taught you certain things about women, and it is not what God is saying. Can you see why we are in a mess as a society? The effects of sin are deeper than we thought. They're deeper than we and that's why, you know, some people can hear a word like this and they get offended. They get angry. It's sin. It's sin. Instead of celebrating the word and receiving the word with meekness. Yeah, he says, Rece uh, uh, receive the word with meekness. Which is able to save your soul. Instead of receiving it with meekness, because God is bringing the word to save your soul, you, you reject it, you are offended because it, uh, it, 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 it is attacking or it's confronting your pride. It is confronting your bias, which was from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God is trying to rescue you from that. And then he sends a particular word, and no, no, no. 
This word is too, you know. I want to be motivated. There's a place for motivation. And there's a place for this one. Okay? And if you, if, if you can't tell the difference, well, just hang around a bit. You will gain wisdom. Hallelujah. My God, my God, Lord. I'm trying to move, but... Let's look at... You remember the story of the... Um, the, the story of the son, the lost son. Prodigal son. Hmm? The guy decided one day the father was taking too long to die. And this father was a wealthy father. You know. <laughs> it's like Prince Charles. He's waiting for the throne. <laughs> and the mother is still <laughs> is kicking strong. <laughs> it's okay. He also will have long life. Say amen. <laughs> I can live for a hundred or something years. So, <laughs> the woman is the, you know, so imagine such a situation. The guy now comes and says, look, yeah, you, you are taking too long to die. Please give me my inheritance. And the father gives it to him. Gives it to him. The guy goes and, he, you know, he squanders everything. Do you know that the boy, that action he took, he was convinced he was right. He was 100% convinced that that was the right thing to do. But was he right? No, sin has a way of deceiving us. Hallelujah. It has a way of deceiving us and making us to think that we are right. And so that's why, I'm, that's why even in your relationships when you have issues with people, even if you feel you are right, understand this, that you might be wrong. Okay? Yeah. You, you, you feel you are right, but it's possible that sin has distorted your perspective. There is that possibility. Is there anyone that has been wrong before? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You were convinced. I am 100% sure this is. And then you later on realize, oh my God. I was so wrong. I should not have done this. I should not have said this. Huh? I should not have treated this person like this. Yeah. Many times you know people from afar. There's a way you, 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 there's what you perceive about them from a distance. Then when you come close, you now realize, oh, this person is not the way I thought he was. Have you experienced that before? Yeah. But what you saw from a distance, you were convinced. You were convinced that you were right. Yeah. 
Like many times, people, you know, when people get close to my wife, they are surprised. It's like, we didn't know you were like this. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. You just look from a distance and you make certain conclusions. And you are so convinced with your lies that you even begin to act and behave. Your behavior is governed by the lie that you believe, which was fed by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then sometimes you don't only, you don't, because those things, you don't only keep it to yourself, you spread it to people that you love. And so you put them in the same category, like Eve spread it to Adam. And so when judgment comes, it comes on everyone that has partaken of this. You see how God works. Or how the enemy works. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This guy comes and then he decides his eyes open. When he got broke and he was fighting for the food of pigs. He was competing with pigs for food. And he, he, he just dawned on him that, look, by the way, even the servants in my father's house, at least they have food to eat. They are well fed. And he says, I'm going back home. I'm going back home. I'll say to my father, let, let me read verse 18 of Luke 15. He says, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Okay, put me on this kind of salary that the servants have. You know, I don't, I'm not asking for any privilege. I just want a job. So he came to his father for a job, not even to be accepted as his son. He's applying for a job. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. That means this guy was even, he was not dressed. You know, he was in a bad state. But the point is this, that relationship had gone out of alignment. Okay, it had gone out of alignment, and now the son comes. He's not even asking for the position that he had because he knew that he had blown it and he didn't deserve it's another chance. And, but the father, and Jesus was telling us this to show us the heart of our heavenly father. He said, I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just make me a servant. Do you know that in the kingdom, there are servants and there are sons? There are some of us that because of the way we are living, 
we will never enjoy the benefits of sonship. I'm telling you. We will enjoy the benefits of servants. But until you repent, hallelujah. Until you repent, until you realign yourself, you cannot have access to sonship. But this man, his situation was that he was truly repentant. And once there is repentance, true repentance, there is alignment. There's relational alignment. And once there's relational alignment, destiny begins to. Hallelujah. It begins to flow. You're put back on track. Maybe you've gone off track before. What you need is repentance. When you truly repent, there is going to be relational alignment. Amen? Relational alignment with your brother. Relational alignment with your sister. Relational alignment with your friend. Relational alignment with your spouse. Relational alignment with your parents. Relational alignment with your, with your siblings. You know, your relational alignment with God. Once you are aligned, benefits begin to come your way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stand up on our feet. Our time is gone. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just begin to tell, tell the Lord? Uh, you know, I, I really want the Lord to show us, show us some beliefs that we have that have been supported by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Some beliefs that we have. Some, some, some beliefs that we have that are, you know, they, they, they are founded by the, 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 the tree of knowledge of good and evil. They are rooted. They are rooted in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Let the Lord show you. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you will show us. Open our eyes. Open our eyes to see. Reveal to us. Show us, oh God. Show us the things. Whatever we believe, oh Father, that is that is rooted, that is rooted in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Show them to us, O oh God. Oh, my Lord and my God, I pray. I pray, O oh God, that there will be alignment in the house. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, whatever biases we have embraced that are rooted in the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Lord God, Help us, O oh Father. Deliver us, O oh God. Deliver us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. We might, we might not even know. We're not aware. We're not aware that we have been deceived. We're not aware that we have eaten from the wrong tree. We are not eating from the tree of life. We're eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that has impacted our perception. That has impacted our judgment. It has impacted how we relate to, our, to one another. Lord, forgive us, O oh God. We repent right now in the name of Jesus. It will only lead to death. It will not lead to life. 
Lord my God, Lord my God, make a sombro do custe minamaha, makete kis konomustebe, melebrida kate konumbradaha. Oh yes, Lord. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Where there is need for, you know, for, for alignment, even with, your, uh, with people in your life, in your sphere of influence. Maybe, maybe there are certain things. Maybe there's a way you behave to people. Maybe there's a way you treat people. Maybe there's a way you, you, know, you react to them. Maybe there's a way you respond to them. And that is a product of misalignment. Or that's a product of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because of that, you begin to behave somehow to certain people. Do you know that you can eat when you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Like I said, it can also affect your emotions. When this person walks into the room, something begins to boil in you. And it's not because that person has done anything. It's the tree you have eaten from. It's the tree you have eaten from. And so let us pray, Lord God, whatever. Let, 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 let our emotions, let the blood of Jesus be applied to our emotions. Let the blood of Jesus be applied to our minds. Let the word of God wash this word. Let it wash you. The washing of water by the word. Let this word wash you and cleanse you. In the name of Jesus. Lord my God, I ask that you will cleanse us, wash us. Wash us, oh God, by the blood of Jesus and by your word. Let this word clean us. Cleanse us, oh God. Let this word cleanse us. Cleanse our minds. Let this word wash our minds from the effects of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. From the effects of the fruit from that tree that we have eaten. Lord God, whether it's the fruit, whether it's the leaves, whatever is a product of that tree. Lord my God, let them be flushed out of our lives. Let them be flushed out of our lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, my Father. Just talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord. Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Where there's misalignment in my relationships. Come on. Let the Lord be merciful to you. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, Lord. Oh my God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Now I want you to just give your give give your mind. Give your mind. Give your heart. Give your emotions to the Lord. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I hand over everything to you. All my faculties. You know, the Bible says that you should not yield your members to sin. Yeah, yield your members to God. You need to intentionally yield your members to God. Tell the Lord, Lord, take my mind. Take my heart. Take everything. Come on. Yes, just tell him right now. In the name of Jesus. 
we yield our hearts we'll yield our minds oh god we yield our thoughts lord god we yield our faculties to you all the members of our body we yield to you my mind, yes, Lord. My soul belongs to you. Oh, yes, Lord. My life, my life, it all belongs to you. Belongs to
belong to you. Our minds belong to you. Our relationships belong to you. Lord, our emotions belong to you. Lord God, we yield everything to you. Oh, Father, our bodies belong to you. We surrender everything. Lord, spirit, soul, and body, we surrender to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that you will help us, oh God, to be aligned even in our relationships. Aligning our relationships with one another. Lord, my God, we want to eat from the tree of life not from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Give us the wisdom to discern. Give us the wisdom to discern, Lord, and not to embrace everything that comes our way. My Lord, help us to be wise. Help us to know, to spot it, to see it. When the enemy is bringing that fruit, oh my God, help us, oh God, to know to know, to know. We don't want wisdom from the wrong tree. We want wisdom from the tree of life, not from the tree of knowledge and, and evil that is desirable to make one wise. We don't want wisdom that is from beneath. We want wisdom that is from above. Lord, my God, I thank you, Lord. I pray for every single one. I pray for everyone Oh Lord, everyone here, everyone listening, oh Father, online and, and, and on the TV, Lord God, I ask, oh God, that you would just move in their hearts. Lord God, give them that spirit of wisdom, that ability to discern. Lord God, show them ahead of time, even before the enemy comes, that you will help them to see, help them to discern. Oh God, hallelujah. Help them to know where the fruit is coming from. Help them to know where that wisdom is coming from. Because you said, this wisdom is not from above. Yes, there are some wisdom that are not from above. Help your people, help each and every one of us to discern. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And oh, Father, where we have aborted certain things, oh, Lord, God, through uh, the relationships that we've We've mismanaged. Lord, I ask for restoration. I ask, oh Lord God, for restoration. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, where there is hostility, I speak reconciliation. In the name of Jesus. And even in our nation right now, I ask for reconciliation. Let there be reconciliation in this nation, oh God. We ask for mercy, oh God. We ask for mercy, oh God. Oh Lord, my God. Because we have been fed from the wrong tree for so long, for so long, and we have believed the lies of the enemy. But Lord God, bring us back together. Lord God, bring us back. We have been redeemed by one blood. Let that one blood save us as a nation. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before we go, I just want to pray for you. If anyone wants to receive Jesus, maybe you're not born again, you want to receive Jesus into your heart, if you raise your hand, I'll pray for you. Is there anybody like that? You want to do that? Okay, I don't see any hand. But if you want to do that online, I just, I just want you to say this after me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus 
to die for me. I believe in my heart and I declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I open my heart and I say, Jesus, come in. Save me. Wash my sins. Make me a new person. I receive forgiveness. Let there be alignment in my life. Alignment with you. I receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Come on, let's bless the Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.